What's up, everybody? Have we got a great show for you today? Me, Matt, and Brett sit down and we talk about social media and golf, and then we get into our retirement plans where we talk about wine, driving ranges, and go-karts. So stick around. Make sure to check out Long Strokers GC on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search Long Strokers GC. Pick your nose. I swear to God, don't pick your nose. We are recording. All right. Welcome in, everybody, to the Long Strokers podcast. It has been a little while, but we are back. Uh, I am joined today on episode five with uh, Maddie Tall Socks. Maddie Long Socks. I'm sorry. I always get that messed up. Either one Maddie Long Socks, a.k.a. Matt Thorman, and the Scramble King, Brett Nursky. Uh, boys, how goes it? Good. Just goofing around goofing around i mean i was gonna go to the what range do you mean by goofing around? i mean did you not did you not go to the driving range no i was going to and or then wait I... wait because nobody wanted to drive all the way to peculiar missouri <laughs> well i was going to and i literally got halfway there and then i was like shit i gotta be on the podcast at seven so i turned around and went home oh see i would have absolutely joined you but i like I was supposed to mow my lawn this evening, and it's cold outside. I really didn't feel like doing that. And I'm like, if I'm gonna, if I'm not gonna mow my lawn, I'm not going to the driving range either. So that's fair. You know, At least I, they I have heaters. Around my audio stuff. Yeah, but it's a long, it's a long drive to go to the driving range. Yeah, it's like thirty. But anyway, it's like thirty-five minutes. It's stupid. Hold on, we got to pause. We've been ne- we've been neglect we've been neglecting Brett. Brett, I'm how great. are you? Fantastic. I see you have a you have a cart heater. You carry around a car. Uh, no, uh, my buddy has one, and I knew it was going to be cold Sunday morning, and my wife was playing with us, so it was more for her. Oh, yeah. But it was no, definitely you have, to do that. you have to do that. Dude, I've I've actually, like last year, we had a we had a late tournament. I looked at getting a cart heater because I'm like, there there's no way. There's no way I'm going to be, like, freezing cold. I had gloves on both hands, and... I was like, I, I prayed for a cart heater, so I'm not gonna yeah, make fun. They're of They're only like a hundred bucks. Yeah, they whatsoever. They had their cart heater, and then me and Haley were sitting in our cart, and I'm wearing short sleeves, and she has like five layers on. She had like four hoodies and a long sleeve on. And I was like, I didn't think it was that cold, but you're also really hairy. Uh, <laughs> that's that's very true. That's I fair. Mean, he's, his chin and like your well your face is at least i mean you're insulated like like crazy so i mean you probably got by just fine especially with the wind coming off of the lake up there in mazingo which i'm kind of jealous about because mazingo is probably one of my favorite it's one of my favorite ones to go to every year um what what were you guys doing up there like was that just a last minute deal or would you guys uh me and Haley were going to the northwest football game saturday and we're gonna spend the night because we're going to have some shenanigans that night with my old college buddies. And then uh, we decided we're just going to play Mazingo in the morning. So I knew we were going to be up there, and Brett's the closest one, so I asked him if he wanted to play. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, because I'll be honest with you. You could have asked me. I probably wouldn't have drove up there. Be like, no, no, I don't feel like it. I had, to go to, I had to go to the lake and get the boat, get the keys in the boat so they could winterize it and um, 
you know, we were we were attempting to tow the wave runner, but the the water is just too shallow right now, so I couldn't do that. But how'd you guys play up there? Eh, not too great, honestly. <laughs> no, I, had, I mean we drove the ball really well. It's just the wind was crazy up there that day, and just I felt like every club you picked, even though you clubbed up, it was still short. And then we putted horribly, but yeah, I felt like we were playing pretty good we just didn't score well at right. all. you know and i will say though even even in the summer when we play mazingo that wind is a killer up there like what's what number oh, yeah. is it what's the what's the par three that's over Eleven. the water like as soon as your ball yeah once your uh, ball clears that it's eight is it eight, eight it's the one whichever 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 Which one, one where the ball once it clears the the trees it's just wide open lake and like there's trees oh, you're on the talking left. About like, what's that? Fifteen? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it comes after the back to back par fives, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. that one. That one is a nightmare. It's like I think it was the first time we were at Mazingo for tournament. That one right there, like on our practice round, I hit it, and that thing just went. It just trailed. Yeah, yeah as you hit and it, like, it's dead straight at me. the pin until you get past the trees, and then the wind just takes your ball. Number oh, number God. eleven yesterday was the worst because. Me and Matt shot it at like 220, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna smoke a rip a six iron over there, and I hit it. Oh man, you hit that thing as good I as hit you could have. So well, and then it didn't even make it like halfway across the pond, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that. So then I tried mm-hmm. to hit a four and still didn't get over. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just hit driver on this part three. Nice. Well, I mean, and I don't think a lot of people understand how much the wind actually takes effect. Like I hit a six wind, iron so bad I still and, made it. Wind and cold can make a huge difference on a golf game. And I mean, like, uh, yeah, it's a little white ball that's cutting the wind, but it's still, it takes it like the wind. Well, especially the higher, the higher you yeah. get up, up, up in there, you know, it's, it's, it's the worst. Well, you're talking to a guy that literally has a scoop swing that everything goes really, really <laughs> high. Uh, so yeah, I'm very well aware of how the uh, how the um, the wind plays plays into it. But now that it's colder outside, I'm I'm leaning more into um, the indoor golf, which league starts on Wednesday, which I'm pretty excited about. Oh, yeah, I'm and then um, I I just got PGA 2K3, and I've been torching the Corn Ferry Tour on PGA 2K3 with my custom player. Uh, I cannot tell you how good of a golfer I am on that game. I'll tell you what. Not in real life, but in that game. And did you know that that game has top golf? Like you could legitimately play top huh. golf. Yeah, like with your friends too. It's a blast. Yeah. You hit yeah, it's target to target top golf and high scores and shit. And it sucks because if you hit that target exactly, the ball jumps out of the netting. It's like that's bullshit. <laughs> like I want I want top golf that's been around for like 10 years. The netting is completely worn to the point where the ball just like, you know, cradles in there and just stops that way i get more points but none of this you know that and then we don't have to pay for real top golf either yeah but they they went they went a step further when they did it and they actually added like you can hear like glasses and beer bottles and and people like chattering beside (laughs) you it's like you guys you guys really put a ton of thought into this and our first thought was when we started playing it was you think they have angry birds like they have it top golf, and I'm like, I highly oh. doubt it. I think it's just one. Wouldn't that be kick ass? Like, That'd be a Angry blast, Birds, though. Angry Birds is so much fun at top golf. Like, <coughs> That'd be so much and it's fun. It's great because, well, it's great at top golf because you don't have to have like high skill to play it. You just hit it in that direction, and it you know knocks things down. 
So, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I yeah, I'm 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 getting cold, so I'm starting to 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 stay on the inside inside golf ranges. So yeah, me and you know. me and Andrew will be out there until there's snow on the ground. So yeah, I mean, unless I mean, because right now we are in what uh, false winter, and we should have yep. third summer should be showing up next week. So we may actually get another round in outside, but then after that, it's all indoor because Midwest weather changes like crazy. It's it's you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you guys know that. You guys have lived here long enough. But yeah, so uh, things are winding down, and you know everything's starting to to close up shop. But um, you know, one good thing is is we. Uh, I don't think uh, I think we've announced it on social media, but uh, we haven't done a real podcast episode about it. But we uh, we organized our own golf tournament, so we got that coming up in uh, was it December December eleventh? Yeah, I think it was eleventh. Yeah, December eleventh, Sunday morning. It's going to be a um, two man alternate shot tournament at True Aim Indoor Golf out in uh, Overland Park, and. Uh, Current rates are, uh, I think it's eighty dollars a player. Uh, was one hundred eighty dollars a player, one hundred sixty a team, or is it no seventy a player, seventy a player, one hundred forty a team. You know, as the guy organizing it, I have no idea what the details are. Isn't that pretty sad? <laughs> seventy dollars a person, that guy. Seventy dollars yeah. a person, and uh, it includes your um, that includes your closest to the pin. We're gonna have a closest to the pin. So, uh, I talked to Tom. And it was going to be kind of weird doing it with alternate shot, but we're going to have them uh, designate somebody for the front and somebody for the back. That way everybody gets in on the uh, alternate shot uh, tournament. Should be a really good payout too for that. Um, also, we're going to have a long drive competition. So uh, that look out for that. Yeah, see if you can out drive uh, Matt and Brett here who who are the big hitters in the squad. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we won't allow them to compete, but they will definitely take on all challenges um they are they're bigger big into side betting so um they will definitely take on all challenges um on that so anybody is welcome to sign up we're going to take the first uh first 18 teams uh which will be about 36 people but we'll take the first 18 teams we've got a couple signed up so far um just make sure to hit us up on our facebook page at long strokers uh, golf club or long strokers gc on facebook and you can also hit us up at uh, longstrokersgc at gmail.com for any information or anything like that. Also, we'll have some flyers put out at True Aim Indoor Golf as well uh, starting this week. Um, also, I am happy to tell you that I did get it figured out to where we can uh, do the live stream on the bay. Um, I got my iPhone working so that we can use the camera on my iPhone to actually record the bay. And I can use the OBS studio and do switches and scoreboards and oh, all that sweet. cool stuff. So we're gonna have we're gonna have a live uh, stream of the bay. Only thing is, I haven't figured out where we're gonna put it yet. Like YouTube, Facebook, or maybe we start a Twitch. Which I would rather probably just do Facebook, just because everybody yeah. has it. So yeah, but definitely uh, the easiest one, probably. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I know these guys these guys have been looking forward to it as well. We've all been talking you know back and forth and, and we're trying to you know trying to get this thing going and off the ground and we did so um again if you if you want in hit us up and uh we'll uh, we'll get you on the list yeah should be a good time so you guys yeah, got anything? definitely gonna have a, a few prizes to give away 
we're gonna have uh, some merch to possibly just give away. So definitely come out, uh, have a good time. We're gonna cook up some food. Uh, True Aim sells beer, food. Uh, we're gonna cook some- True Aim does sell lots yeah. of beer, and they have uh, Tom is Tom is really rolled out they also the have, for us on this one. Yeah, they also have a uh, liquor too. It's not just beer, so. I am very aware of their liquor, um, <laughs> most notably Fireball. Um, Tom Tom likes the dude. Yep. He loves he busting lo- out the Fireball shots. He loves it. And he'll. I mean, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there all day. And I will say the Chiefs play. I think the Chiefs play that night. So uh, yep. I can yeah. pregame definitely pregame. But I'm not doing it oh, like boy. eight in the morning. So <laughs> just to be aware, uh, I don't. I don't start early. I'm not a dude. I can't do it. I absolutely cannot do it. Um, you know, but also speaking of uh, speaking of social media, one thing that's kind of kind of been on my mind, and you know, one thing I wanted to kind of ask people is, uh, what are your thoughts on on social media and golf, like the combination of social media and golf? More or less, like what do you what do you despise about? I like, there's things that I absolutely just just hate about. You know, the fact, you know, don't be wrong. The internet is a wonderful tool. It is, it's connected to people, information, things like that. But it's also given people the ability to say whatever they want. (laughs) If you know what I mean. And in the golf and like, not, not anything bad, but talking like in the golf world. So like, and I'll start us out. Um, One thing that, one thing that really gets on my like nerves is people that complain about golf courses. Oh my like, god, it's that that's my hands probably down least favorite thing. That's Well, it, and it's not even the fact that they complain about the golf courses. It's they complain about the dumbest shit about the golf courses. So, you'll get up there and someone's like, "Uh, there was a guy at the counter that was mean to me when I asked for my cart key oh my and god. then um <laughs> the bunkers weren't raked." And it's like Really? So let me get this straight. You're going to give a golf course a bad review based upon a guy who was not nice to you when he gave you his cart key, the brief interaction you had, and the bunkers weren't raked? Really? I think one of, my, just... uh, one of my favorites was there's a dude complaining about they booked two foursomes and the course wouldn't let them play as an eight, eightsome because it was going to take too long per hole. And they're all super salty that they couldn't have eight people playing in one group. I was like, I think, I mean, if you book out like the first four tee times, maybe, but at that point, no, you're, you shouldn't, but then be, able, it's like no, you shouldn't be able to do that at all. Right. When, when did they book it though? Was it a weekend? Yeah, it was a weekend. Yeah, absolutely so like, not. Cause 100% they're no. super busy on the weekend for courses. So yeah. like, I was like, no, no way they're going to let that slide. So you're, you're going to complain that they won't let you play in an eight some, which will basically back up the entire golf course and make it so that. You know, nobody enjoys the tea time, their tea time, or nobody enjoys their outing. That does that just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that I, honestly, that's my biggest that's my biggest thing is like I don't think, and, and you guys feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think people understand how spoiled we are in Kansas City. Oh like, yeah, we have so many nice public courses that like, because we've even on the APT we've talked to like St. Louis guys and all them, and they're like. Like half the courses in Kansas City would be like exclusive private courses in St. Louis. Like, yeah, yeah, and and not only that, but I mean, 
I don't think I don't think anybody that really complains about these golf courses knows what it goes into keeping a golf course up to those standards. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's in a lot of these courses are either municipal courses. Like, look at look at uh, Fred Arbanas, look at uh, Minor Park, look at Swope. They're all run by the city, so the city's putting parks and rec money into them. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, those three that I listed are in beautiful yeah. shape. Oh, yeah, they they're really, really they're hardly ever shape. bad. Even Duncan Hills, I mean, for how like. That yeah. place, like, oh, yeah. when we were up there a couple weeks ago, that place is in fantastic shape for this time of year. Like, Oh, yeah, hats off to them. I mean, and that's, that's you know, that's a small-town golf course. That's a municipal golf course, and they have it going oh, on. I mean, it was it – was Yeah, really that's the thing. Shape. Like, it, for golf courses that are, like, city-owned and city-ran and with city money, you know, they're not going to be Augusta National or Pine Valley, you know. They're going to have <clears> – <throat> you know, they're going to have their bare spot in the rough or, you know, they're going to have a bad patch of grass somewhere. Or they're going to have a, a mark on the green or something. But I mean, overall those courses are, you know, fantastic shape. You know, I mean, it's just, you're, you're going to, you're going to have, you're going to find something on a golf course that, you know, yeah. Should it be like that? Probably not. But do they have the resources or the money or the time or the people to fix that problem? Probably not. Like even no, in Mazingo over the weekend, it, as beautiful as that course is, I mean, like, it has its flaws, too. But, I mean, even for this time of year, like, that course was pretty That's – and that's good. the other thing is, is we're in a time of – Yeah. Yeah, and we're in a time of season right now where golf courses – this should be, like – golf courses should be, like, giving a sigh of relief right now. You know, they're not as busy. There's not people trampling all over them. And they're still in really, really good shape, which – hats off to all those greenskeepers out there and those grounds crews right. keeping those places up and running like that. Mm-hmm. But like, I think Matt, what you were talking about is, is that was the APT at stone Canyon when, I mean, I pulled up to Chris on, I think it was 15. Isn't 15 that par five that goes over the Creek and over the cart path. Yep. Yeah. That pain in the ass that I hate. It's like the bane of my existence. Oh yeah. The one I always but, hit three wood at the green, never oh, make it. So hard. It's, it's the worst <laughs> hole. Like it's the worst <laughs> hole. Um, but like we're waiting on a group putting and um, I pulled up to Chris who he, he drove out from St. Louis to help out, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was asking him, I go, so what do you think of stone Canyon? And he's like, dude, in, in St. Louis, this is, this is a private course. He goes in St. Louis, this is a, you know, a large sum of money membership to play this course. This is not anywhere close to what public course in, in St. Louis is all about. But, you know, like I said, I think we're spoiled in Kansas city. I think we have, so many good courses and to see people complain about the stupidest little thing on those courses is just insane to me is just because one guy was mean to you and the bunker wasn't raked. Half the people that play, take the ball out of the bunker or they rake and replace anyways. So, I mean, right. Why is that even a big deal? You know, that, and then like, as far as price point, like there, there's only like, I'd say there's like one or two courses that are like unfairly priced, but like for the most part, it's like, it's like iron horse, <laughs> but it's like, sorry, it's like 50, 60 bucks around. Like you can't beat that for the quality of courses right. we have. No, well, not like Mazingo. Not like even like Mazingo's 40 bucks. Yeah, me and my like, wife went up there and played with Matt and uh, his fiance. And it cost us 80, $84 for two of us for 18. And that's great. Cause that's right. a beautiful course. Like they have mm-hmm. that course. Like I said, they have that course running. Well, it's shape. really nice right now because they're, they have a, uh, what was it D two? It's a women's, yeah, women's D two tournament. Golf, college golf tournament uh, today and tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah, I saw the uh, 
the athletic director for Northwest, he always recognizes me, but he's like, do they, he's wait, did, cool dude. did you talk to him? Do they need volunteers? Should I go, up and yeah, go find your wife, bud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was yeah. like, I was like, I was talking to him and I was like, he's like, what are you doing up here? I was like, well, we came up for the game and just decided to play. Cause I was like, this course is always just awesome. And he was like, he's like, yeah, yeah like, if you're there. And well. even he's saying they got like two inches of rain on Monday or something. Last Monday, mm-hmm. and that was the only rain they've had for like a month. Yeah, and it was like even like yeah. for not having any rain for that long, that course was still in such. Yeah, good that's shape. like Duncan, like, man. It we haven't had any rain up here, but like you said, on Monday, and it and somehow uh, it's still oh. in pretty pretty decent shape. You know, uh, they actually redid. They just had a crew come out and uh, cut down and trim a bunch of trees up, and. <clears throat> they're redoing the tee box on number nine and number 18. So it's going to be, tell me about it, you know, cause duck season is coming up and I have to go scout some of my spots and I am deathly afraid that there's no water because of the lack of rain. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Oh, I'm not looking forward, but I mean, from a golf sense, I mean, with the heat wave that we had this summer, Cruz did an amazing job of keeping golf courses right. alive. And I mean, that's just, that's just one thing that I, like I said, I noticed online is that like people just complain about the stupidest stuff. And it's, it's not even that it's like, I don't, I just want to know what kind of standards you're holding. Right. Like to go. Well, and then you get, you know, uh, you know, take, I'm obviously familiar with Duncan Hills and up here in Savannah, you know, they're going to have 40, 40,000 plus rounds played there this year. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah, rounds. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, and I'm think sure. About, think about these, you know, courses. like Minor Park. You know, some of the smaller, smaller, you know, good, cheaper golf courses like that. You know, they're probably going to be in that, you know, thirty thousand, twenty to forty thousand rounds played. That's a lot Dude, of I, that's I a lot love, of golf spikes okay. and you know balls, yeah. divots yeah. not fixed and stuff. And yeah, but <clears> I, I tell you what, man, I love a good walking around at Minor Park. There's nothing. Oh, yeah, there. it's, walk in minor park that's great i mean if if it was closer i would go to excelsior and do the same thing i do i love but excelsior like a good a good walking around at minor park a good round of excelsior like i was really i was really you know impressed with excelsior i'd never been there before but it's definitely worth a drive i tell you that much. have you played st andrews lately st andrews is in great shape oh. that's a fun course Dude, to walk i haven't too. played i'd like to play that course again it's been played... a long time since i've played that one yeah st andrews mm-hmm Dude, I played St. Andrews for the first time last year by myself, and I had a blast. I got teamed up with like a a, a federal judge, and just oh, talking his, to him was an. Did you get his phone blast. number? Like no, jail card no, or something? I, no, oh. no, no. He does like I think he does like the bottom of the like not bottom of the barrel, but he did like. He said, he goes, dude, I reached a point in my career where they gave me the cushy federal judge job where I just basically do intake. And I'm like, dude, I love it. Like, that's fantastic. He's like, dude, I can go out and play golf. And all I got to do is show up and ask people their name and what they did. And then I send them on their way. And I'm like, yeah, that's but he's awesome. Still, like that. He still should have got his doing. name and number or his business card because he know, you know he knows people <laughs> that can help him out in a pinch. He but. does. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean that. Okay. So like, so back on, back on topic, but uh, you know. That's just one of the things like about social media and golf that I just I despise is just like the people that are tearing down yeah. golf courses. I mean, that, I don't know what you what. One of my other least favorite things is like, I hate, I hate it when people are like, like 
just the stupid questions like the like the stuff you can obviously just like take two seconds and google but they'd rather take like six hours and wait for a response for someone on facebook like, oh yeah oh yeah. oh yeah like like it's like, an attention i'm going, to this, attention I'm going to this city what's a good golf course like just google it google it right seriously yeah, google like, it like yeah okay like especially but, okay, in, so in i'm our, gonna play in the casey golf group, but i'm gonna play devil's like, advocate on the, yeah but i'm gonna play devil's advocate on this because it goes back to our previous discussion there are so many amateur reviews out there on golf courses that all it takes is one person to be like, cause you know, there's that one guy that gets on TPC Sawgrass's Facebook page. He goes, you guys suck. You know, the guy at the front <laughs> desk is really mean to me. The cart girl wouldn't give me any kind of attention kind of stuff like that. And you know, for a fact that that's going to happen, but you know, uh, no, but I completely agree. Like I personally, it's like, if I don't have to ask a question on social media or put anything on social media other than our golf stuff, I won't do it. Like, it's like, you know, what? I'll just ask my like small group of friends, or I'll I'll research it online. Like that's the best thing to do. I will say like asking about scrambles coming up. Like I feel like that's fair because <laughs> like you can just go to the golf <laughs> course's website and just like go to their events and it lists every scramble they have. <laughs> but like because that's all I wait for when I see scramble posts. <laughs> your post says, "Have you Googled it?" <laughs> I literally just said, they're just. Every time I should I should just copy and paste it. Like it's just you have no fear on social media, and it makes me laugh. Oh, like you'll zero. Just say like you'll 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 say what I'm thinking. Uh, I, I mean, like, on, on that point hey, though, Matt. Like there's like me. Like I'm up in Savannah, St. Joe area. Like I don't know what goes on down there. I don't know what golf courses are what. So right, he has a, a very well, valid point. I feel like I feel like most of the one. time it's fair because like it actually takes effort to go find scrambles yeah. on the internet, and then because. Looks yeah. like the ones, uh, like that Calcutta I played in uh, about a month ago. I saw that on uh, some some Facebook group I'm on, and text my buddies like, "Oh, dude, you guys want to go play in this?" Didn't even know it was, you know, didn't even know it was going on until I saw it on there. So good, sometimes good I and really bad. feel like good Yeah, you're more than welcome to. I mean, I'll I'll applaud you for it. I'll even give you a little. I'll hit the like button on on anything you do that, that makes me laugh. Oh yeah. Once I but didn't like, have to like keep up a reputation for college football, I was like, I'm, I'm letting loose. <laughs> there's, there's like five, six years worth of pent up <laughs> smart assery. That's going to come out of you yep. in the next like month, which I, I love it. Go for yeah, it. I mean, I was kind of shocked uh, Sunday that, you know, we didn't get like recognized or something. Cause I was up there with a, a legend in Maryville. <laughs> Yeah, all the oh, I know, right? The only guy that knew me was the uh, athletic director. He's like, he's one of those guys that always remembers me, and I don't know why. But well, it's because he signs off on your scholarship. That's every, the only reason he knows. He's you. the one that changed like, all yeah. my D's to D's to B's. Yes. Hey, you see that guy over there? That's the guy we gave fifteen dollars <laughs> over there. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what position did he play? Oh, he's a punter. Yeah, for, for some reason, yeah. everyone remembers the punter, and I'm not sure that's such a good thing. But I don't know, but he sure did love them tall socks. Oh, yeah, they yeah, were nice. Know, right? <laughs> How many of those did you swipe on your way out? Oh, I think I got – I probably – Enough to hand down to your children. Oh, I probably, children. I probably walked out of college with at least 60 pairs of free socks. At the point you have a child, it's going to come out with socks on. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. In a really shitty Never. tan line around. Yeah, bump those numbers up, rookie. Yeah, exactly. Okay, We're so I tell you what, I'm going to throw... We're D2, we didn't get that much stuff. 
I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna throw one out there that if it's if it's just me, tell me to shut up. But you ever seen people post videos about like tell me what I'm doing wrong with my scene? Oh my and it's gosh! In slow motion. Those are my no no no. Favorite. It's in slow motion. No, it's not. It's not. It's in slow motion, and it's like a five minute fucking slow motion of this guy doing a swing. And I'm like, dude, I am not watching you swing for five minutes on one ball. This is not happening. You're gonna get roasted um, online because I mean, I I I just it cracks me up. And like you want to just say, dude, that's where lessons. Dude. Like, not that you're bad. It's just don't don't ask. Like, don't put it on social media if you don't want to get roasted. You're gonna get oh, roasted dude. Oh, on social dude, media. Dude, dude, where's my par on Facebook? Oh, my yes, that's the one I was trying to think of. That's my favorite me. golf course, dude. Just roast them, dude. I I am on like a, I like to look at Reddit. Like, there's a subreddit for golf, and a lot of guys will post their like their golf swing on there and it's in slow motion and it takes like five minutes just to get through the video. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> cause they just stop. They don't cut it to where like their swing starts. They literally just leave no, it. As the exactly. <laughs> exactly. It just bothers me. I can't away. stand it. Dude. Two minutes of taking the club. Away. Yeah. You're like, geez guy. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's like, you could have at least started the slow motion, like as you were swinging and not when you hit record. You know, because I'm not fast forwarding. I don't give them enough of a shit to fast forward to see right. what your swing is going to be like. Personally, I'm not even going to tell you what you're doing wrong because you know how much shit I'm doing right. wrong. Oh, I just show up for the comments on those ones. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? It's just grab some popcorn and let's go. Uh, you know, but that I don't know that those just crack me up. Those are my favorite. Like those are my favorite social media like postings, other than people's golf reviews of golf courses, which again is just my net like that's my that's my least favorite every time absolutely to a t but you know what are you gonna do people have a you know we're in the age of keyboard warriors where they don't have to like back anything up they just put it out there people are stupid people respond you go silent (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about you but those are my things like i see that online all the time and i'm like Actually, I tell you what. Actually, I got one more thing. I have. If you can't tell, I'm I'm carrying the amount of things that that piss me <laughs> off on online social media. How many? Of, I mean, I know we've all done it. We've all done it. Have you ever you ever watched people put up pictures of like their golf ball sitting next to the hole and be like, "Oh, I was so close." It's like, y- yeah. I how much says you put that ball there? And took well, I mean, the picture, what's the, but didn't I mean, what's really the even happen? point of dude, saying that? Because like. You just hit a good shot. Like, congratulations. Hit good shot. Like, didn't, didn't. No, I get it. I get it. People are happy about it. But at the same time, it's like, that could be a staged thing. Like, there's complaining about tapping stop, birdies. I mean, right. Like, yeah. Cool. You got to exactly. tap in birdie. Like, that could, whoa, 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 whoa. That could have been my seventh whoa, shot. Wait, wait. You never know. Wait, what are you saying? Tap in birdie. Oh, you mean people posting like a tap in birdie? Are you talking about like no, gimmies? No, like, 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 like yeah, cause I'll tell you right now, if you're putting for par or birdie or below b- par or below, no, there's no tap ins. You have to put that shit every single time. Yeah. I missed a, uh, like, I missed a couple of those on yesterday. <laughs> but if you're like, but if you're like, <laughs> Matt five putted yesterday. Yeah. I hit. So, you know, that par five, Chris, at Mazingo, you know, that par five where it's mm. just like, you go up the hill. And I do that because I do it all the time. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, it goes up the hill and there's a bunker on the corner and you have to. Which one is this? It's the par five on the back where you have to like, it goes up the hill. You're going to have to be more specific. Bunker there's on a the, lot of par five. Bunker on, on the, the corner. And it's like, you can cut the trees on the corner. 
It's a dog leg right. It kind of goes which right in straight. Is that which number 12? Number I want to say it's – yeah, it's 12. The tee box goes 10, down the hill. 11 is the par 3. 11 yeah. is the par 3. Yeah. And 12 is – okay, 12 yeah. is the one where there's like – when it rains, it gets swampy right there. And yeah. You have to hit up onto the green. Yep, I know exactly and what so you're talking about. I cut the corner good, and I was like, I hit a five foot out of the rough because we were going. It was into like a twenty mile an hour wind. It was stupid. I was like, I hit a five foot mm. from like two thirty, and it, I hit it, and it was perfect right at the center of the green, mm. and the wind just took it. And as soon as it landed, I looked at bro. I was like, man, that made this hole a lot harder. <laughs> Wait, which way did it take it? Did it take it left oh, or take it? It took it left, and the pin was all the way on top of the ridge on the right side of the green. Oh, so you were going for the unofficial longest putt. Oh, is yeah. What you're talking, oh, yeah. And it ended up being a five putt. That green sucks, anyways, because it's yeah. like a tiered green, anyway. Yep. If you sit on the back left side, like where you're talking, you have to go like up the hill and then land. Oh, right yeah. Here I hit just to be what even I thought, safe. If it's in that spot, you're screwed. I hit what I thought was a perfect putt, and it got two thirds of the way there and just started cutting on the ridge, and it came all the way back down the hill. And it was Brett jinxed it. He told me you know, this is where I can get a couple shots back. And then he, oh, dude, he, dude that <laughs> he tied it up on, or yeah, he tied it up on eleven because I took like a seven because I hit two in the water and then dropped. But yeah, he was putting for birdie, and I was like, boy, this is gonna be a big momentum swing here. And then he five putted. Uh, I was I was putting for eagle and made seven. Well, I know, but after your first putt, you're you just had like a little uphill. And then you, oh yeah, it was decided. Well, because I saw I saw you hit yours. I was like, you hit yours so hard, and it stopped short. And I was like, all right. And then I put it like six feet past the hole. <laughs> Dude, the hole right before that, our very first tournament at Mazingo, I hit the, the – the okay, so the flag was on – it's that par three that goes over the water yep. that kind of goes down. The flag was on the back right side, and it was – it was actually – it wasn't really back. It was like mid, but I had hit to the back because I knew there was kind of a hill there. And I'm like, oh, that's spot on. That's perfect. Dude, that stupid ball hit a sprinkler head. The only sprinkler <laughs> head on the back of that I green. Remember you and it, about bounced, that. it bounced like 40 yards behind <laughs> the green. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It's, like, I ended, up, you know, that, I ended up tripping out. That happened the last time I played Creekmore, too. On 18. Creekmore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sprinkler head and bounced yeah. like 30 yards over the green. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, if you want to talk about bad pin placement at Creekmore, that par five on the back where that green, that's like a saddle green uh, or not a saddle. It's like it, it plateaus in the back and then it it goes whoop, and then it goes like that. They always put it in that back left corner to where if you hit it short, you got to hit up like down and up a hill. Or if you put it short, even shorter, you've got to put up a gigantic hill in the middle of a crevice. So, yeah, that one is my my nemesis, but I know exactly what you're talking about at Mazingo because I definitely put myself there. And Matt just left. Brett, we're gonna have to carry Uh-oh. this conversation. Can't believe him. He just drops out in the middle of a podcast <laughs> like that. He must have that shoddy Wi-Fi you know, or something. I actually, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, really bad Wi-Fi or he's trying to play apex legends while we're, we're talking. <laughs> it would not surprise me one bit. It says here that it's, that he's back, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, flickering, flickering, flickering. Either way, we'll probably text him and, and tell him he's good to drop. But, uh, 
But yeah, those are my those are my little social media pet peeves. I don't know. I had to get all that off my you're, chest. You're okay, man. But, uh, you, you had a good vent session there, brother. <laughs> you had a great vent session. Oh, I know, right? Like I'm really so, good at So flip the script on that. Um, one of my favorite things, I guess, per se, on like social media golf, like uh, especially on like the Casey Golf page, is like when. Uh, like how I met Matt and Andrew is like when people say, Hey, I got a tea time. Uh, does anybody want to join? Like, I like that part. I like that aspect of it because like, I probably would have never met Matt or Andrew or you guys or any of us, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if it wasn't for, you know, Matt and Andrew saying that, uh, they had a tea time and wanted anybody to play with them. No, I, and I will say though, social media and the internet has made it really, really good for golfers too, because you do bring up a very good point of, you know, people buy, you know, getting, uh, you know, a tea time and being able to either fill that tea time or have people drop out and be able to fill that spot, you know, lickety split. So that's, that's definitely a, a really good thing as well. And you do, you bring up a good point. Cause like I said, I mean, I can complain about social media all day long, but you know, at the same time, social media is is great for that kind of thing. Because I tell you um, what, we weren't super happy when Brett decided to join us that one day at Sycamore because he was just he was just being a dick and doing all that scratch golfer shit. Yeah, that would get annoying. <laughs> you know, I we were like, he we doesn't, but he like doesn't five holes. putt. He doesn't five putt like some <laughs> people. Um, you but, know, uh, he, we got through like 12 holes and we were like, we were looking at it and he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm like two over right now. And he was pissed about it. And we were like, what do you mean? What are you mad about? Like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, that was, yeah. that was before anything sub nine, anything sub 90 was foreign to me and Andrew. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still. I, I will say though I am consistent mid to mid to high eighties now, so that's a that's a definite plus. But you know, but Brett does bring up a good point. I mean, uh, I personally I haven't I haven't gotten the the you know the guts to to you know tag along to someone's random tea time because I just don't want to go out there and embarrass myself. But then again, in the back of my head, it's like <laughs> you know. But in the back of my head, think about it. What? How is it any different than? Booking a solo tea time, which is another thing that pisses me off, is these courses don't like solos, and that just oh. bothers me. Um, but how is it any different than me booking a tea time and then getting paired up with two or three no. other people? No. It's not. It's essentially just that's essentially just random draw, you know, tea time. Yeah, stuff. and I mean, look, I mean, but you know, look at our situation. Now we've become you know good friends, and you know. We've created this this platform that we're you know trying to grow and uh, became a really great thing and absolutely absolutely and I mean I've I can tell you right now I mean between this and between uh, you know playing in the APT stuff I've made some really good friends and I've made some really good golfing buddies that I can go out with on the weekends you know in those golfing buddies sometimes they go to places like Mazingo and they don't call their friends Chris to say, hey, Chris, we're going to Mazingo. Do you want to come play? And Chris gets sad. Um, well, but even like guys like Ryan. I rebound. Like, <laughs> like, like we never ever would have heard of Ryan Hosenschalt. He didn't like. Oh, Hosenschalt? Oh, yeah. yeah. If he don't go 
we didn't go play deer run that one year. We never know. I know, right? I know. Like, right? I, love, I, I love that dude. He's a super cool guy. I got randomly paired up with him at, it wasn't just deer run. I got randomly paired up with him at, um, no, it was at old Kinderhook. I got paired up with him at old Kinderhook <laughs> first. And it was kind of funny because it was me, him, and then a older guy from Iowa, uh, from, from Illinois. And the guy from Illinois, cool old man, drove down here in a Corvette, drove down to Lake in a Corvette. He was, you know, all about golfing and having a good Brave time. Man. But his back was hurting so bad that he just dropped. He, he told me he was riding with me and he goes, hey, just drop me off my cart. I'm just going to go home. So he, he dropped the tournament and it was just me and Ryan the, you know, the rest of the way. So we popped on some, you know, I've opened up by JBL, played some music and we finished the round playing, you know, some, some hip hop Pandora, just making the, I think that was the first time I met him too. Yeah. And then, and then I got paired up with him. Yeah, Cause at, we played uh, together day too. Yeah. Well, that's right. Because we were in that final group and then they, called us all in due to rain and they didn't take public off the course and public ended up getting in our way and slowing us down. And it was horrible. I think yeah, that was great. when they started to realize that people were angry. I was in D four side five birdies, but <laughs> I shot a hey, five. So I was keeping up. We were all, we were all right there. We were all shooting really well until they took us all off the course for that rain delay. Yeah. And then everything went downhill after that. The momentum I mean, was gone. I don't, I don't blame that, but I blame that. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's def- definitely not my fault as a golfer. No, no, it was not. No, <laughs> it's never my fault as a golfer. I mean, it's no, always, that, you know, it's always, it's always the caddy's fault. Or, you know, the club. You know, spe- speaking of which, I need new clubs. That's, yeah, that's sense. You that's can blame everything on the clubs so you get new ones. Yeah, well, yeah. That's true. You don't need new clubs. You just need a new swing, bud. Huh? Oh no! I'm 36 <laughs> years old. I'm pretty much set in my ways at this point, Aww. so I'm just going to be happy with what teach, I got. You can teach an old um, dog new tricks, guy. Oh, I know. I just, I think next year I need to actually buckle down and you know, play, play a little bit more uh, consistently, headstrong, yeah, practice kind of thing. Like we're talking practice. Yeah, here, that too. We're talking about yeah. practice. Yeah, we're talking about practice. You know, that's like the most. That's the best clip ever i tell you what i go to the range like three times a week dude i you know i always give you the option to come i know you do but you go to peculiar (laughs) and we're saint andrews so far away it's still i'm in lee summit i'm in the farthest side of lee summit you know that's like a lot that's a long Uh, way to go it doesn't help that like you know i get it yeah brett mm, (laughs) it doesn't help that like those are the only two night ranges in kc and they both close at eight. Okay, speaking of speaking Stupid. of driving ranges, speaking of driving ranges, I will say though, whoever in St. Joe put that winery <laughs> right there in the middle of that driving range, that is genius. The guy's a the guy's a genius. Absolute genius. Because you can bring the girls, they can yeah. have some wine, you can hit some golf balls, you can play the par three, and then you all convene for more wine. And, and they're yeah, you can play mini golf. And there's putt putt. You get drunk. You play putt putt. Like I, uh, this guy, if he opened, if you know what, we may have to do this. If you open that in Kansas City, I swear to you, you'll you'll retire by the age of fifty. I mean, you'll make you'll Same. make buku bucks. You get a wine. You get a winery around a driving range. Putt putt. Par three. And they got hell. They got batting ball. cages down there too. They got yep. bat. You know, actually, I take that back. Um, 
baseball bats, wine, <laughs> not. See, we used to have a place. Not a good. We used to have a place in St. Joe that was that had a driving range, it had batting cages, mini golf, and it had go karts. Oh no, no wine bar, but it had all the other go karts. All right, the driving range is hitting at the go kart course. No, actually, you're hitting towards like a cornfield. But (gasps) what if you put? No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. What if you had? What if you put cages on the carts? And you let the track go through the driving range. Oh, that would be so great. It's yeah. just like trying to hit the golf cart guy. Kind of like Mario Kart. It's but movie way more hits. fun. Kind of like Mario Kart. Like Mario Kart. It'd be like oh, Mario yeah. Kart. Yeah. Dude, I think we're I think we're onto something. <laughs> what would you but what would you call it? What would you call oh, something like that? Slap and tickle or something? I don't know. <laughs> slap and tickle. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, actually. Actually, we I, I here here's a good name, because you're gonna sell hot dogs, obviously, right? We're gonna sell you're gonna sell hot dogs, um, wieners oh, yeah, and wine. We gotta have a between the nines wiener shack. No wieners, wieners and wine. wine. That's it. Where there's no charcuterie board. If there's a charcuterie board, it's just gonna be like uh, lunchable cheese. <laughs> but I'm gonna like cut up hot dogs like you would put in macaroni, <laughs> and just put it on a nice spread. But we could do. Don't laugh. It's not going to be like bar as hot dogs. I'm talking something nice, like a, a full fine, Joe Dirt charcuterie um, board. There. No, I'm talking like a fine, uh, you know, Hebrew National or maybe a Ooh. Frank's. You know, not what Frank's. About, what's, what about what's the like other a, one? Part, what's, what's the other one? No, what's the, what's the oh, Nathan's? Nathan. A nice Nathan's hot dog. Yeah, you know. Or, I'm just saying. What about, what about throwing the option for brats in there too? What about mm. what about what about fried we, spam? We Oh, mm, we're not Hawaiian. I mean, you put a slice oh, of pineapple on it, it and you're good. I'm okay with that. <laughs> wieners and wine. Wieners and wine could happen. Or or better yet, we just get hot dogs and a couple bottles of wine and go find a driving range somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Ten bucks a glass. <laughs> it's not even real. It's not even good wine. We all leave with like our mouths like bright blue from drinking a bottle of that like Hawaiian booze. Dude, that is my... Remember that Hawaiian booze? <laughs> that is blue? my favorite. What the whole oh, blue the, the, blue the wine booze farm? Oh, I so used to drink that stuff like crazy Boone's when farm. I played softball, dude. Funny, funny story about Boone's farm. Um, growing up, you know, we, we grew up going to the lake and we had a group of friends that were from Versailles, Missouri, and they were the, they were the best people, like they were they were country boys through and through. Um, and and one of the guys, Matt, he would show up to the dock on a Saturday night when we were down and he. First time I met him, he he hands me a bottle of the Blue Hawaiian Boone's Farm, and he goes, "Put this in your cooler." I'm like, "Okay, I don't know you, but okay, you're bigger than me." He was like six five, six six, and like you know, wearing overalls like a country boy. Um, and he takes the other bottle of Boone's Farm and he cracks it open and he chugged the entire bottle this yes. night, just chugged the entire bottle of the Boone's Farm, which will be the fun part about it was at the end of the night before he's getting ready to leave he goes chris remember that bottle i gave you yeah can you give it to me yeah cracks it open chugs it to end the night and i'm like this man is a legend and this is the same night that he's like half faded and he's like stealing tampons out of his wife's purse and dunking them in the (laughs) lake and they're coming out looking like flowers and he's going a ghost and i'm like oh my god this guy is fucking man fantastic. that'd be me after like two sips yeah yeah well you were drinking up there in maryville weren't you 
Did oh, you yeah, have a few, was, a few cocktails? I had like I had like ten Ooh. drinks while we were up there. Easy fella. Ten? Yeah, ten oh drinks. yeah. Did you get, wait? Did you go to the Italian restaurant? No, we didn't go there. We went there. Oh, I got man. lunch on the to go on the way home though. <laughs> Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because he he took us to that Italian restaurant there, and it was really good. Like, yeah, me and me, Brett, and uh, the ladies went to the restaurant that's at Mazingo, and then I told I told Haley I don't care where we go to eat after we play golf. I'm going to A and G to get stuff for the way home. Dude, all I know is that that farm to table that farm to table restaurant they have at Mazingo is it is a phenomenal. I don't know if I've had any. I don't know if I've had biscuits better than that place ever. Uh, they make everything yeah. from scratch. They have all everything sourced from a farm, uh, local local farms, local this, mm-hmm. local that. Dude, when we went up there for the first tournament, what was it that they had that they didn't have on the menu? The, the wontons. The, the wontons, yes, the jalapeno wontons or something like that. Uh, what was gosh, it? what was it? Oh, something... Brandon knows. Brandon knows. Yeah. He loves them. It was like jalapeno wontons or something like yeah, that, there's... or crab rangoons, but they were so freaking good. I mean awesome good and their burgers were just top notch like mm-hmm. you know you don't normally rave well, about burgers 12, but that place 12, had barely, really good 12 out of it's 10. fairly cheap too i mean it wasn't like it was it was it's affordable yeah. you'd think someplace like that well, it especially would be everything, outrageously priced. everything made by scratch and you know out of golf course you know oh you yeah think you know i had friday when we we're or saturday night when we were out we were joking about how we kept like trading off who got the tabs at the bars and we we're like we're like man like it was just so so cheap like five drinks was like 20 bucks dude like, i miss i so miss the days of going to like going to like a college bar and having like penny pitchers like i don't know if you're old you're young enough to remember penny pitchers did you not have those no nah. you buy oh, okay we, so when i okay, we had that those. must be a white trash warrensburg thing yeah. that, that we had when we went to cmsu and yes i called it cmsu um, it sounds like some mall is there. Dude, yeah, you yeah, no, it was it was CMSU when I was there, and it was called Catch Me Sober University. And you would go downtown and you would get a penny pitcher. And what it is is you buy a pitcher at full price, and then every pitcher after that was a penny. And you could drink for probably 15 bucks. I mean, and that's with yeah. tip. And it was we awesome. just had all you could. Or, we just had all you could drink bottom shelf liquor for twenty bucks. <laughs> even then, that's good. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, even today, I have friends like that Mary, still drink nothing but like well rum yeah. and well oh, vodka. Anyway, I couldn't do that now. So I, I, I miss how much cheaper Maryville is than Kansas City. For sure. I know, but at the same time, they're trying to you know maintain business and all that. And speaking of which, like a buddy of mine was telling me last week at the Lake of the Ozarks, they called Harbor Hop. We may we could plan around this next year, but it's called Harbor Hop, where you basically go um, bar to bar on the water and help them clean out their liquor, and they basically sell everything cheap because they're shutting down for the season. Um, and they have another one this weekend. It's like drink the Jolly Roger dry, and that's basically they're trying to get rid of all their alcohol, and it's going to be a drink fest at at the mm-hmm. bars downtown or at the on the lake. But you know, I miss the days of downtown, and now like, dude. Like I think when we were at the lake, we played Margaritaville, and my buddy got uh, four Rumplemint shots, and they were like the ninety nine cent airplane. Bo- don't don't make that face. It's oh, delicious what? Sometimes. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll, I will circle back to this. I will circle back to this. Uh, no, my friend Kyle's explanation for it is it's the cheapest 
shot behind the bar with the most alcohol content to get you drunk. Um, that was when he was in his cheap phase. It, but to this day, he still buys those shots. But anyway, um, four of them, those 99-cent airplane bottles, and I kid you not, it was like 20 bucks. They wanted 20 bucks for those. I'm like, dude. No, no way. Like, yeah, I, I didn't buy them. I was like, no, I'm, I'll never buy them from a, like a golf cart. You kidding me? But don't make that face because now they have pickle vodka, and it's amazing. It is not a very high alcohol content, but it is a dill pickle juice vodka. Shots. I saw something on TikTok. So this good. lady was drinking barbecue bourbon. Barbecue. She said bourbon? it literally tastes like barbecue sauce with alcohol in it. Huh. And she actually. What kind of? Bar- wait, 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 wait. What kind of barbecue depends, sauce are we talking about? Depend, are we talking Kansas City barbecue uh, sauce? No, it doesn't have to be Kansas City barbecue sauce because I mean, in my opinion, Sweet Baby Ray's is top top notch barbecue sauce. Broadmere that is. Horizon, that, I mean, uh, it's it's cheap and it's good. Broaden your horizons, guy. I do broaden my horizons. I like Stubbs. Stubbs has a good barbecue sauce. I'm a big um, Night of the Living Living Pork guy. From that's ADOs. a good one too. That's a really good one too. But I will tell you right now, for the price, you cannot be yeah, a good, for the price. I'll a give good you, sweet baby. I'll give you that not only that, price. but their their yeah. buffalo wing sauce is is. What's that one like Uncle Rufus or something? Re- I like that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, oh, there Rufus you go. Tees. Is it Rufus Tees? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I got a bottle yeah. of that in my fridge. Um, but yeah, I think we just, I think we just literally got sidetracked from yeah, golf that's and okay. went straight into like random stuff. This is awesome though. You know, that's just well, what you want. Getting back on but, the golf uh, thing. Uh, you know, like another thing I like, and you know, you guys can disagree with me cause I think a lot of people do, but I like the, uh, you know, like the mid handicap guys, you know, like the 10, 15 mid handicap guys giving reviews on, uh, like golf products. Oh, I, yeah. I like that. Because that, that uh-huh. shows me, like, if this like... guy, you know, he's, you know, a 10, 15 handicap, and he doesn't like something, I'm probably not going to like it either, you know? Or, oh, yeah. or, yeah. or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. That's like, or vice versa. He, he likes like, it, uh, and yeah. I don't, or he doesn't like it, and I do. You know, I, I like the reviews that some of these golfers, uh, you know, give. and uh, I mean, I like it. Yeah, that's like, that mid-handicap, I feel like, is like 90% of the golf population. So like, oh, I mean the average. I mean, the average, I would like, say the average handicap in America is probably like eighteen. Oh yeah. What was the statistic? What was the statistic they put out there about um, the average score in golf? Like, if you shoot in the eighties, you were be- you were below. Uh, yeah, if you average, if you above average, if you is break that... eighty, you're in the like top one percent of golfers in the in the world. No, it's like if you break. No, 90. if you break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Might have been break ninety. If you break ninety, you're in. Yeah, you're in like like cause the top five. They say the majority. Up. The majority of golfers are ninety. Shoot nineties. Yeah. So I mean, but no, I see your point. I mean, I definitely, I definitely like reading it because I mean, I take your guys' advice all the time. I mean, on, on stuff, I, I've gotten to a point where I've started shopping just because, like, I've. I'll get one opinion and I'll take it and I'll run with it. And I, and I get stuck on it. But now I'm to the point where I, I ask questions. Like, I think uh, last time we played, um, I think it was at Creekmore when I was asking you and Kyle about um, golf balls, about like what kind of ball oh, should yeah. I be using, you know, cause I'm not a high, I mean, I have a decent swing speed and all that stuff, but you were, you know, you both agreed. You're like, nah, you're, you're good. Just stay on the, 
you know, stay on the TP5 or not the TP5, the uh, the Pro V1X. You know, that's that's the sweet spot. You're hitting them well. You're doing great with them, this and that. But like, there's so many choices out there. That's the one thing that always trips me up is like those little piddly things, like golf balls. Um, you know, like, um, a lot of people don't realize how important the right golf ball for you really is. Too, it is. Like, it's really important. Like, unless you're Brett, then you're just good with everything. Stop but it. make me blush. <laughs> but no i mean you're right like it 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 makes a huge difference um you know hearing somebody else's opinion or hearing um you know um what somebody else's experience is with a product i mean with i mean that's anything though me personally i mean it's not just golf it's everything when it comes to reviews like i'm one of those where i need i need to see it i need to be hands-on i need to to experience it myself before I make any kind of judgment because, you know, going back to the whole, you know, people judging golf courses thing is like, you don't know what other people's standards are compared to mine. But I do agree with you that people in like the 10, you know, the 10 handicap range, which is, you know, a really good handicap, um, you know, reviewing stuff is really helpful. Like I find it to be really helpful. Actually, that's how I, that's how I landed on those new balance golf shoes is, you know, I, I read a lot of people saying that, yeah, they, they're New Balance, but they're comfortable. They are so comfortable can't, to walk can't in. Can't go wrong with the dad brand. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah, dude. I don't care. I'm not out there to impress anybody. There's I mean, a, I can't even impress myself. There's. <laughs> I say there's a reason all the old guys want the New Balances, because they're comfy. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's a that's a good one, Brett. Like, I, I never even thought about that. Like, you know, because my my judgment on stuff online is so diluted with negativity. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, right. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a really good, that's a really, really good one. You know, I'm actually going to keep an eye out on those more. Um, cause I know coming up, I think I'm going to be in the market for new irons cause I've had mine for four years and I think I'm going to look this year to get some yeah, new don't irons. Be, don't be brand loyal either. No offense, Matt. I know you're all no. guy, but I mean, well, see, the mine's not even like a brand loyalty thing. It's literally just like I just hit Cobra better than everything else, like because I've hit everything. Because I even I told Luke when I went in to like go do irons, he's like, "You want to hit the Cobras?" And I was like, "I was like, I mean, just give me whatever." Like, and so we went through everything. And I was like, "It just the Cobras are just same with like Driver Woods. The only thing that's not Cobra is the wedges because I don't like the Cobra wedges very much. But cause I got Mizuno wedges. But I was like." I just, I was like, I just hit all the Cobra stuff just better than everything else. It's weird. Well, let me ask you this, actually, and this, this is a funny thing that came up, and um, I, I, I thought about. It. I've never done it before, and I don't have one. But do you guys do groove sharpening on your wedges and your irons? <laughs> no, no, no. You guys I don't, don't have. Any I don't anyway. I just figure if I need new wedges, I'll just go buy new wedges. Ooh, but really? Oh, yeah. It, you have no idea. Have you seen his golf? Uh, he showed up, dude. Okay, we played we played a scramble down here in Lee Summit, and he showed up with like five drivers sticking out of his golf bag. I was like afraid somebody was going to be like, "Oh, why does he have all those drivers in his bag?" And you know, I have to explain to my friend who's throwing the tournament that, um, yeah, he, which people cheat in those tournaments anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but definitely did like, not was, have fourteen clubs. No, he did not. He had he had like five drivers. 
And I mean, to, well, most of them were your long drive stuff, but people didn't know that. So yeah, cause we're, we're gearing up for world. So it's like, I'm, if I can't hit it on the course, I'm not going to be able to hit it out there. So true. True. Yeah. Well, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I think we had a, we had a great conversation tonight, boys. That was, uh, it was a lot of fun. We actually went for a solid hour. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah. Anybody else have anything they want to add? Talk about? Uh, no, Matt. Actually, let's, uh, actually, real quick before we go, Matt, how was uh, how was your experience at Worlds? For those oh, of you, man, for those of you was... that don't know it, Matt, uh, Matt went to Mesquite, Nevada, and competed at the Worlds for a uh, long drive. Yeah, it was it was a blast. Obviously, I fell short of my goal. I wanted to make it to Friday, which was the top thirty-two. Um, but I, I ended up going out on day one. Uh, I I think I missed the cut by like fifty points to make it because it's the top eight in your group. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously I didn't do what I wanted to. But it was as far as the experience goes, it was a hundred percent worth it. Um, I had to talk to some of the big like the best thing I liked is like all the big name guys like Kyle Berkshire, Martin Borkmeyer, all those guys that are just they're just dudes like they're super cool guys like. I mean, I think I sat next to Martin in the stands for an hour one day, and we were just just talking the shit. Like it was just like he he just talks to you like you're his best friend. Like he's they're all just like so inclusive to the new guys, I guess. And they're just that's good. They're because awesome well, guys to talk to. And even I talked to Bryson for a little bit too. And I thought it was super cool to meet Bryson. Um, oh, you did. Oh, so you got to meet you got to meet him. Yeah, it was it was awesome. He's. Uh, Honestly, he's just a goober like the rest of us. Like, he's a nerd. Just he's one hundred percent a nerd. Like, he's, he's like a legit super smart fun nerd. To talk like, to. He's... No, he oh, is. Yeah. He's got like a he's oh, got yeah. like a he's... degree in. Oh, he went to SMU. So, yeah, like, he's that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a super cool guy. Like I don't care what anyone says about him, he's a cool dude. Um, that's cool. It was it was awesome to see that like you know like he's one of the you know the top guys in the world with when it comes to golf, and he's just another dude. Like, I will say he was not nearly as big as I thought he was going to be. He was like, well, he's actually, he's, he's cut down quite a bit. He's not yeah, as big he's, as he used to be. He was talking about how he leaned down. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just like, he's just, just another guy. Like, that's super cool. Yeah, I'm still kind of, like, still kind of upset was, he didn't get me a uh, fast days autograph, but you know, that's okay, man. Nah, he didn't get, he was, you didn't get, wait, you didn't get he was, what? He was busy talking to everyone else. I asked for what, I what, didn't have anything what? for him to sign either. Could have had him sign anything, Matt. You have you had a T-shirt on. Yeah. You had socks. You definitely had socks. <laughs> um, plenty of room on those I mean, socks. All but... I'm saying is there's plenty of stuff he could have signed. He could have signed your arm, and then you could have just taken like, you know, paper and put it on there while it was still wet. Yeah, come on, you man. You know, it still it still sells on eBay. I mean, it'll still go in his trophy case. Uh, but yeah, it was super awesome experience. Um, That's cool. That's cool. I got to play huge bucket list course while I was down there, Wolf Creek. Yeah. That was a so blast. is it is it true you have to sign a waiver to play that course? Yes, they make you sign a waiver. Um, What's the waiver? Is it because it's so hot, or because just like, uh, just don't be an idiot driving the car Could around? Get about a rattle or something. And and also, so the the waiver was basically don't be an idiot with the cart, and then also like. If your ball goes in the desert, we're not liable if you go find it. Um, That's awesome. Which, strangely enough, I didn't have to go in the desert a whole lot. 
Um, that is so, that's so freaking cool. <laughs> but it was, I, I have shooting a 66 out there, just pulled it out of my butt. Damn, and dude. Nice. I was just, just, I was like, man, might as well just retire now because it's all downhill from here. <laughs> you didn't invite, you didn't invite Martin or Bryson to go play golf with you that day? No, they were, they were off doing more important people things. They they were um, winning worlds. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it was actually, it came down to what? Bo- it came down to Borgmeyer yeah. and Shambo, didn't it? Yeah, which I honestly thought was super cool because uh, Martin and uh, Bryson, have, obviously they have their channel, Regacy. Um, and yeah. it was literally like the two guys literally, like they made a YouTube together uh, with Hogan and a couple other dudes. And it was just like, it was super awesome to see the two of them fighting it out in the finals well i think it's super cool to see bryson up there on that stage just because you know everybody i i I don't know if it was just me but everybody kind of felt like during the that year that he was just hitting bombs and he became that big deal i thought everybody was thinking of him like a gimmick Mm -hmm. like it was a it was just a it was a gimmicky thing this and that but then when he went to the long drive it got even more gimmicky but it turns out that it's i mean he's legit like yeah and he was talking about it in an interview he was like they were asking him about pressure and like, you know, how he handles pressure and long drive as opposed to like real golf, like on the live torn mm-hmm. stuff. And he was like, it is a completely different atmosphere. Oh, 100%. Like, and he's like, I mean, he's, and he's done so much for the sport too. Like he's, I don't, everyone's saying he brought, cause they changed balls literally four worlds. Uh, it used to be yeah. a top flight bomb and then they changed it to a Bridgestone ball that you can't get. Which is crazy yet. to even think about um, it. They literally yeah. changed the ball before but the biggest it, tournament of of the year. Which, honestly, wait, what, the ball, what happened? So it used to be the top flight bomb oh, cool. was the ball, and they they literally changed it four worlds to a Bridgestone ball, which honestly is the ball. Wait, so did itself, they change it for Bryson, or did Bryson? No, get they them changed to change it, it. They changed it four worlds. They've been wanting to do it for a while. Um, oh, okay. It wasn't. I, I don't think it was a Bryson thing because they dropped him after he went to live anyway. Oh yeah, that's um, right. That's right. But he's. Uh, but no, as far as the actual ball goes, I think the Bridgestone ball it was definitely a little bit slower uh, than the top flight bomb was as far as ball speeds go. But it was just it was a way better ball overall. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, I've tried. I've tried yeah, playing Bryson. Bridgestones. I like Bridgestones. Um, I I don't like the dimple panner pattern. The dimple pattern is a little weird for me, but like they're a really really good ball. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so it's like Obviously, a, it was all time plays at Bridgestone. So now he's always played a Bridgestone, but has he? Tiger's always played a Bridgestone. I thought Tiger yeah, was a title. Tiger's then when so when he was with Nike, Bridgestone manufactured Nike's balls. Yeah, well, I know that, like, I don't know if it's true or not. It was a Bridgestone with a Nike cover. um, Yeah, well, I heard there's only, like, three companies that actually manufacture golf balls, but they just put different labels on them. Same with a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, I think it's, like, Titleist, Callaway, Bridgestone. That's, like... Titleist, Callaway, Bridgestone are the big three, and they they process and they build all the golf balls in different factories, but they put different labels on them. It's just, like, the irons that Tiger won, the 97 Masters with were Titleist, but... Uh, they're actually mirrors. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why there's a set of Titleist mm. iron sitting in the mirror factory and on display. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, well, boys. Yeah, it's like, 
he's done he's done so much for the sport as far as like even exposure like exactly because the sport the sport honestly would be probably dead if he didn't show up and start doing it because it was Mm -hmm. it was through covid covid pretty much almost killed it from what i understand anyway and he he came along and it just it blew back up and it's it's just pretty it's it's only getting bigger so it's pretty safe to say that covid killed a lot of things Um, oh yeah and it was long drive definitely being one of them you know when i thought long drive i always thought of you know, when you'd see the videos of them hitting on a stage with the grandstands around them and all that, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they changed, I, it, they changed the format from then, but yeah, that's, um, that's what I always envisioned it. So when mm-hmm. I watched you guys on YouTube, you know, that gave me a better understanding and I actually, you know, I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but like, you're right. He has, I mean, you know, every, like I said, everybody thought Bryson doing that was just like, well, I can hit it big here, so I'm going to hit it big over here. But him going over there was a legitimate thing. Like, that was, mm-hmm. you know, something he was passionate about. And I think that's great because now he's that's he's it. not only he's growing two different sports right. and two different things. And now that they've branched off from, you know, I think you were telling me this, that they no longer follow the, um, uh, what is it, USGA guidelines? Yeah, so clubs. they're still uh, basically – so there is a lot of issues with like dudes going back and forth. So I was like, if you're a professional long driver, they considered that a professional golfer. So you couldn't do like any amateur yeah. golf stuff. Like there are people that wouldn't even let them like playing scrambles cause they were professionals. Um, but long drive just, they kind of separated themselves from as far USGA, like golf. So the USGA qualifies regular golf and, the PLDA is two separate things. So yeah, that's oh, that, nice. and that's I think that's, uh, that's no, that's really nice because but, that gives you the freedom to to build out your clubs the way you want them done, and mm-hmm. you don't have to follow those you know USGA guidelines that change all the time to where you know like like for example, whenever Bryson was hitting those bombs and stuff like that, they made that change where they went from what forty eight inch forty eight inches to yeah. 46, 46 yep. and a half. And even Phil threw a fit about it because he's like, no, like, you know. That's, well, that's I, I like what Phil says about that. Um, you know, like, why why are you trying to take something away? I mean, not not only for those guys, but, like, for the, the everyday amateur golfer that could use a 48-inch shaft and he's going to hit the ball further and he's going to like it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And I think it's – and it's. I think it goes back to what Nicholas was saying a couple of years ago during his uh, tournament up there at um, – what is it? Memorial. Um, I forget the name of his. Yeah, no, that's the Bay Hill. Isn't that the Bay Hill one? I don't know. Whatever so, one's yeah, at Jack's Memorial. place. It's Memorial. at Jack's place. And he was telling he was telling them, like, they need to do something with the golf balls because, you know, we can't make golf courses any bigger. We've done it. We've tried. We can't make them any longer. We can't make them any more difficult. You guys have to do something about it. And, I mean, shortening the club, I don't think is a, a big thing. But, like, you know, I don't know what, if they could do it to the ball. I don't know yeah, if they, they could, you know, dumb down the ball. They could, absolutely. But would you no. want it to? Would you want them to? I mean, the exactly. only thing that I think I mean, they could that's, do that's... is have, uh, you know, like maybe like a professional golf ball and then like your amateur golf ball. You know, exactly. only professionals are going to – but but then that shit's going to leak out and, you know, you know, little Timmy T- Turner's going to have, you know, professional golf <laughs> balls and blah, 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 but – that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother exactly. For but, I mean, time. that's, 
that's not up to right. us at all. I mean, we're 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 your amateurs. So my thing here, here's how you fix it: you make, you make I just the fairways narrower, and you make the rough taller. That's yeah. It's not a bad idea. I mean, that's what they did at what? So they did the, was that well, what they did, that's it, what they, did uh, the they did it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what because Rory US Open was, is still one of the hardest ones. I mean, in the world Rory was complaining about it. Yeah, so I mean, you make you make the fairway sh- shorter, uh, and you make a rough taller, and that's why the U.S. Open's always you know a few under or you know or over par for your winner. Yeah, no, I and mean, that's as it should be. I, I agree. I mean, make the courses make the courses yep. a little bit more difficult. Absolutely, because I mean. Yeah, the technology's technology's definitely uh, advancing to the point where courses can't keep up. But at the same time, I mean, I agree, you can't make a course any longer, you can't make them any, any bigger. But you can definitely make them more difficult. You can definitely add more difficulty to them, like narrowing that fairway or making yeah. that rough longer. Or you, well, know, you can make the you can make the hell. fairway you know narrower, and then you can you know cut the grass lower to make it faster, and where stuff's not going to sit in the fairway. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. Very, very valid point. Very, very valid point. Well, you know, we're coming up on the uh, hour 15 mark here. And um, <laughs> no, it's great because, I mean, it's just this is just banter and I love it. I mean, this is this is what it's all about. And I think thought we had some really good conversations this evening. And uh, I just want to thank both of you guys for, you know, being here and being up late. I know, Brett, you got to work. Yeah, in the morning, right? here. <laughs> yeah, see. So, I mean, I thank you guys for both being here. Um you know, and I think that's going to do it for us this evening. So, um, guys, thank you, and uh, have yourself a wonderful See evening. You, guys. you as well.